You're listening to the Misfit Island Podcast. I'm Felicia Bauckham. And I'm Ajita Chapoteau. We are two misfits who are exploring the intersection of social political issues, current events, and the personal development industrial complex. Join us on this journey of exploration, whether or not you're a misfit. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hello. How goes? Well, we're the Miami is the epicenter of coronavirus today as we're recording this. So I can't say that I I have to say I am very upset, concerned, and in a way feeling helpless. But hey, it is what it is. I mean our lead we have our elected officials i don't even like to call them leaders to actually tell you the truth because <laughs> <laughs> for me although we do have bad leaders there's no such thing as just great leaders but i don't even want to call them leaders actually <laughs> because for me i guess they're leading us i don't know off a cliff yes yeah so, yeah, so, hey, I mean, this is how it's happening. Actually, I have my parents who are here from Haiti. So good to have them here. But also that's like another concern now because they, of their age. And, um, you know, they're up there. They're elderly. And we have to be careful. And my dad loves to go out to the store every single day. That's just his thing. And he doesn't <laughs> seem to understand that. You know, there's no need to be going to the supermarket every day. But I think for him, that's just his thing. So, <laughs> but besides that, we're, you know, doing good, you know, trying to keep safe and healthy. How about you? Well, Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, which is where I live, um, I think it's pretty much the hotspot for North Carolina. Mm. Although the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area has also got a number of cases. I don't have facts and figures in front of me right now. But since the beginning of this this situation, these special circumstances, Mecklenburg County has been in the lead. So yay us. Um, it also helps probably that we are right on the border with South Carolina and they've played by a different set of rules being a different state and their, their governor is a bit more, um, shall we say his thinking is more on the reopen side. That state did reopen before ours did. Hmm. And so, and then a lot of people come in from South Carolina. Um, they come here to, to shop or whatever, although there's not a whole lot they can do right now. Other than well, shop and eat, but it's um, yeah, we have it's not quite like it is in Miami and other places, but uh, it's still pretty. Uh, we we've got um, things are trending in the wrong direction, is what they're saying, and I know there's there's some dithering about doing another lockdown, and of course the pe- there are people who are on the side of that, and people who aren't, and and who knows how that's going to 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 play out, but all of it's just—it's really tiring. Never mind the fact that it's summer at the time of this recording. It's summer, and I—I um, I often feel like it's—it's—it's it's, it's summertime historically for me. I was out of school, and I could—you know—I didn't have to you know, get up early and rush to school and sit in the classroom all day and then come home and do my homework and do my chores and whatever else, and then repeat. And, um, yeah, I, I missed that during the summer months. I could just kind of relax and there was no pressure to learn anything or no pressure to study for a test and no pressure to, to go off and running somewhere. It could be lazy. <laughs> I could be, <laughs> I could enjoy the time. In fact, one of my best summers was in 1986 and, um, I could en- enjoy time on the phone with my friends. I could ride my bike. That's when I got hooked on the the 1960s rock group known as the Monkees. So, um, and in some ways I can do that now, but it's just, a, it's a very different environment that we're in right now because of the pandemic. And of course, also just in general being an adult, an adult but um, 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at all of that. Then I know we're going to talk about laziness today, mm-hmm. but, yes. um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at all of that and yeah, I have been feeling kind of lazy somewhat. <laughs> And, you know, actually, now that you're using the word lazy, so I guess we can get into it. I was just thinking how you have shifted. Felicia has shifted um, for me. um, I don't I try my best to not use the word lazy. Uh, I think once we were talking and I don't know if maybe it was prior to because you did send me this article, which I had got a chance to read, and I was reviewing it earlier too. But I remember we were talking, and you were saying how relaxing. You know, I think <laughs> it was. Oh, I think I was saying maybe I was having. You know, I was having a lazy day or something. And I recall the other day. Uh, I think yes, it was Fourth of July. I had a very, you know, quote unquote lazy, you know, morning or something. I was having a lazy day and stuff. And I recall I posted on my IG, on my IG story, and I think I even did on my Instagram um, feed and Facebook um, feed as well, because, you know, I, well, when I posted in them, I also had a quote from Howard Zinn, but the quote was really about descent is one of the best forms of, you know, patriotism. Um, that may not, it may not be the exact, but it does pretty much the, what it says. And, um, but one of the things I was saying is that I was having a lazy, I had my robe on and my green juice. And I said, I was about, I was thinking I'm having a lazy day, but I said, no, I'm not going to use the word lazy. I think I said what some would call lazy, but I prefer to call it, you know, I call it relaxing. And I have to say that in a way you were the one. I got that from you to not say that I'm having a lazy day or I'm being lazy, but I'm just having a relaxing time, you know? Um, Because I think that, you know, as we know in our society, the lazy term is very much um, derogative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Hey, people, just so you know, English is not my first language. So it's not mine either. Time to... <laughs> well, it is mine, but I still don't know how to use well, it. Well, you know. So anyway, but yeah, so because, you know, people are called lazy. Um, it is used many times in, you know, racist term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain groups are called lazy. You know, um, the other day I was, I mean, I'm doing this training with Desiree Idaway, um, Erica Hines and Jessica Fish right now, whiteness at work. And one of the things we, they were talking about and, and I was, uh, well, actually they were not talking about that. It's because, uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were, we were both doing the, the, the course this month. And we got a chance to catch up uh, on 4th of July. That was one of the things I did. That was probably the only thing that I really did that was that it didn't that involved somebody else on 4th of July. And we were talking. And one of the things that I was saying is that I remember studying in Haiti when I was a child going to school there. And also it's talked about in the book. Oh, I may not have the name exactly, but I'll look it up before we get off. But um the history of the United States, I think it's called, something like that, mm-hmm. where they talk about, and I remember studying, and I was telling her, and I'm sure it was there too, because the thing is that I remember when I was reading that book, a lot of the stuff that I read as a child in Haiti, I remember, like, the book, I was like, oh, yeah, I learned that in Haiti, talking about Native Americans. Like, when Native, when they, well, you, one of the things that I remember studying is that when Christopher Columbus discovered Hispaniola, which is now known as Haiti and Dominican Republic, is they were, um, they, you know, not only did they mistreat the, the, the Native Americans, but they also called them lazy because mm-hmm. they had a relaxing lifestyle mm-hmm. and they were not built to do the, whole, whole, you know, hard, inhumane work that they wanted them to do, which is then they brought um, African slaves 
they brought Africans as slaves in, into the, you know, in the Americas to do that type of work because they were like, say they were strong, but I, it always, you know, I always remembered how they would say that Native Americans are lazy just because they had a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They also thought that Native Americans were lazy because they had all this land, but they didn't improve on it. They didn't use mm-hmm. it in a certain way. And that justified the the means of, uh, that justified the, the exploitation and the extractive practices pushing the Native Americans off the land. It's like, they, they don't, they're not using it properly. Why do they have all this? <laughs> it, that seemed to be what the thinking was. And mm-hmm. so, well, we can use it better. So we're going to find all kinds of sneaky ways and violent mm-hmm. ways to push the Native Americans off of their land. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I've had, um, and I've heard also, you know, a lot of people have, would say things about around with, uh, on, about immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, being lazy or saying how black Americans, African Americans are lazy. And, you know, like, so it is very much, um, used. And I think that in the system, in the capitalist system that we live, where we glorify hard work um when somebody isn't willing to do the 12 hour you know days or whatever or 10 hour days when somebody wants to do work that is meaningful they call them ungrateful they call them lazy Mm -hmm. um so it is very much and and you know people you know, one of the things that the article mentioned, and I truly believe it's true too, is that people love to say that they're working hard. You know, people mm-hmm. love to say that. And and then one of the things they were even saying is that is that how people even sometimes they say that they work harder than they're actually working because it makes them look good. There's a there's a there's something about bragging that our culture our society uh, promotes and makes you feel good. And then if you're not being per- being quote unquote productive, like when you're having, because really, why are we saying that we're having a lazy day? Because really lazy, I remember, I mean, the word for lazy in French is paresseux, which is really, for me, it was never, I've never, I never was taught and I remember really say like I would never say in French or in Creole that I'm having a lazy day, of, you know, because it's it's a, it's a very it's 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 like you said it's derogatory. It's very it's not so really having a relaxing day is fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we really have this thing that if you're not busy, if you're not being productive, if you're not doing meaningful work in, you know, something that's going to get you ahead, something that's going to get you closer to your goals, you're being lazy. Yeah, lazy is a word that definitely gets weaponized a lot. And what's interesting is that it usually gets weaponized in one direction. It's usually the rich people demonizing the poor people. It's employers demonizing employees. It's companies demonizing their own customers mm-hmm. um but like if in the, the article in question that we're talking about is it's an article called in defense of laziness and it's um on a current it's on currentaffairs.org and we yes. can provide the link to that so mm-hmm. to dive into that so some of our talking points are stemming from that and one of the points that was made in there is yeah, a corporation is not considered lazy for not hiring enough workers to for a call center, but the customer, yes. <laughs> the consumer, is supposed to be the one going through this phone tree to find somebody to talk to. And I'm sure every single person listening to this, plus any aliens who are watching, know how frustrating that can be. Right? Yeah, sometimes. And so, and then employers are not considered lazy for not providing job training for entry-level employees. But no, employees are supposed to be, or future employees are supposed to be 
constantly improving themselves and their skills. They're supposed to be doing all these online courses that they are paying for so that they can be prepared for this job that the employer does not want to provide any, you know, skin in the game for other than, well, a paycheck, which may or may not be actually matching the person's skills or their cost of living or things like that. And, and, of course, in the rich people, demonize the poor people, they claim, oh, we're working hard. We, are, we got our wealth from hard work, which I'm sure a lot of people know this. That's not entirely true. And very often the rich people got their wealth from the poor people working. One of the things that I had been seeing behind this reopening of everything even during a pandemic was that very thing. We got to have people working because the businesses, they can't fail, but the businesses arrived because of the workers and not because, not because of the person who created, well, yeah, you know, obviously the person created the business to begin with, but if there are no workers and how does the business survive, but then they don't treat the workers, especially the essential workers, like they're mm-hmm. really essential. Like they are really worth the, the money that they earn they're not that they're they don't treat them like they're really worth the protection that they need from the virus um so it, it's there's there's all this this um it's this double standard that certain people fall under this category of lazy if they don't do all these other things but if the other people the corporations the employers the rich people don't do the same thing well you know somehow we we just kind of obscure that or let that slide Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I want to point out for, and I'm sure a lot of people know this, is that if rich people, people who are considered rich and how you define rich is you know, going to vary probably. If rich people do appear to be working hard, think about the fact that they also at home probably have nannies and cooks and chefs and you know, some sort of you know, lawnscaping people. Somebody else is doing the day-to-day stuff that the rest of us have yes. to do on top of our jobs. Yes, yes. So we're putting in physical labor, we're putting in emotional labor at work, and then we're doing it at home. If we have kids, it's, you, you know, that's even more so. And, and then we wonder why we get tired sometimes, or we feel like we need to have a day off where we're doing nothing. And then mm-hmm. we demonize ourselves because a lot of this stuff gets deeply internalized. And so we demonize ourselves, weaponize, use that word against ourselves, saying that we're being lazy, we're being nonproductive, we feel guilty. It, it's it's so <laughs> it's so out of whack no, totally, <laughs> that's my technical totally. term out of whack hmm? no definitely and and you know what i was just thinking as you were saying that how i think it was jeff bezos i'm not sure if it was him where somebody was saying that oh he works hard that's how he and, she, and aoc was like no you people his workers people make the money billionaires like don't they're not the ones making like they're not the ones working to make the money their workers work to make the money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and because and, and that's the thing is that sometimes you know we don't even realize it that when people are like you know like you were saying you know people are telling you oh yeah i'm able to do this i'm do that i do that a lot of the people sometimes who are in a position where they have the help, like you were saying. They have people who are cooking for him. They have to. I mean, we're talking right now. One of the things that Felicia and I were talking about is the absurdity of having kids go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I was saying how I understand it can be an issue for the workers who are not able to afford day. You know, is it daycare or childcare? It's <laughs> both. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, both. Yeah. So, you know, and that's an issue, but we were saying, but this is the thing, because obviously there are many people who don't have their issue because they either have jobs that are going to allow them to work from home or the, and as we know, and we saw it during the pandemic, a lot of the essential workers, many of the people, and I'm not talking about the doctors, not to say that doctors, not to say that they're not essential, and I'm not talking about the doctors or even the nurses. I'm talking about the people in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the people who are collecting the, the garbage. The pe- you know, all these people that the people who are working at Home Depot, at Walmart, 
at Target who have not gotten a day off or they only got like a regular day off, but they were not able to stay home like many of us have been able to do. So just to say that, you know, so these people, because they have to work in order to pay their rent. They have to work in order to put food on the table. So, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, uh, these people, you know, the people that we're talking about, the, the, those workers, unlike the people with the means and the billionaires or whatever, the people, all these corporations who are against providing um, childcare, providing daycare for free for, you know, for people to have access to those. We don't, we know they're against it. But guess what? They can afford it. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and then they'll say that these people are, then they'll say, oh, yeah, these workers are lazy. And in this day and age, if people aren't going back to work, you know, I'm talking specifically about the pandemic. Um, If people are not going back to work or not wanting to go back to work. I suspect for many of them, there's a health reason. They don't want to catch mm-hmm. the virus or at the very least, they've got people at home, probably their children or elderly people. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, taking care of elderly people, that requires time and money too. And a lot of facilities that do that, they cost money like the childcare places do. So people have got extended family members at home that they don't want to bring the virus home to. But instead of being... Uh, validated or understood or supported in that, they're basically told, well, you just need to go back to work anyway, because uh, it, you're, otherwise you're, get, you're trying to game the system, you're trying to abuse the system, you're being lazy, you're being, um, you're refusing to work, and that's a bad thing. And, mm-hmm. but, it, but, our, but a person's health doesn't factor into any of that. Yeah, I, I don't understand the logic there. And of course, the people saying that are people who can. <laughs> I, I find it odd. There's one uh, a website that I, I go to sometimes to get my news. And one of and they, they are definitely not fans of Fox News. But one of the things they pointed out was you know, a segment about this very thing about workers not going back to work because they're just collecting the extended unemployment. Yeah. And how dare they? And they need to go back to work. But they're saying all this while they are socially distanced from each other. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you're talking about this from your mountaintop, but not thinking about what it's like for the person who is not in the situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, you know what? We have a perfect example. I mean, well, I mean, obviously we're seeing it all over, but I saw this thing that you know, I saw this, that they were saying that they opened, which is, well, we were talking about how they opened Disney World this weekend in Florida. You know, Florida is like one of the states, Miami is the epicenter right now, but it's, Florida is, the whole state is one of the states with the biggest uh, rising numbers currently. And we were, to, they opened Walt Disney. I came to find out their corporate offices are closed. Ah. Uh. Course. So they don't care about us. They care about the profit. And I'm thinking about it. They don't care about the people who are going to go there because, you know, unfortunately, one of the things I was telling Felicia is that I would not be caught dead there. And I think that the people who are going are not thinking about their health and their family's health. And then on top of it, I was thinking, but isn't that something they open? But guess what? They have essential workers. They have people working there because, and there are people most likely, like you said, there are people who are going to work there because they, that's that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And so they don't care. And for them, yeah, go. You need to work so that you can take care of yourself and your family. Some of them probably what they're getting paid can't even make ends meet. But it's like that's what the the little bit that they can do. And but they, their you know the corporate offices are closed. So I was like, well, isn't that interesting? And like what somebody was saying, we're talking about opening schools, but then guess what? The the meetings to discuss this are happening via Zoom. Well, yeah, of course. So it's like, what are we saying? And, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want to forget this point when you were talking about, you know, that, you know, people taking advantage and telling people that they have to work. And one of the things, I don't know if you and I, 
discuss this before, Felicia, but at some point during the pandemic, it could have been maybe over a month or so, no, maybe even longer. It was probably around the time when they were talking about that stimulus check. And they were I saw something on one of the social media network and they were saying how we've been, we're, we've been ingrained, like it's ingrained in us. We've been taught that you have to work hard, hard, hard to make money. That for some of us, we can't fathom the idea that in a state of emergency where we are right now, that it's okay that we're going to stay home and the government is going to provide some sort of relief to us. Mm -hmm. Because in a way, we've, it's been ingrained in us that you got to work hard. You got to work hard. And even though, like I said, it's our taxpayers' money. It's not even like they would be giving us, you know, it's like taxpayers' money. I mean, look at how, I mean, let's, if, well, I mean, this will be another, another show, but just to say how, let's look at, I mean, we all know, I mean, at least, you know, if you've been paying attention, the bailouts that was given to these big corporations like the hotel, like the um, airline industry, and I think even the hotel industry compared to what they give to individuals. Yeah. You know, so, and, and we've only gotten that one. We only got that one as individuals. Individuals only got that one. There was supposed to be the second one, but they're not even, I'm not even hearing a whole lot about it except for Bernie Sanders who keeps bringing it up or something and even wants to give people more. But it's not even being discussed because it's about reopening and getting you back out there, regardless of what happens to your health or your loved one's health, because you need to be out there making money for the economy to get going. Yeah. Don't be lazy. <laughs> and yeah, if you refuse the work, then you've got a shoddy work ethic. And um, it, it, it's it's really really absurd to think that that we we have to to keep going as if everything is normal of course normal before the pandemic was not ideal for millions billions of people and it's even worse now mm-hmm. and yet there's that semblance of normalcy that so many people are in a rush to recreate school being a big one work being the other. Hmm. And then let's have the bars and the restaurants, <clears throat> excuse me, I frog in my throat today, the bars and the restaurants and Disney and all these other places. Let's, let's open them up because well, we're all going to be wearing masks and whatever. And the, well, maybe, okay. Not all of us, obviously, because that's, that's a whole other <laughs> that's thing. A whole other- <laughs> uh, but a lot of people will be wearing masks and in the process. And let's have our rallies and let's have our conventions and let's have this and that and the other. As if there is not a, a public health issue going on. And it, it, I just feel like, where is the humanity in all this? And I feel like laziness or call it, you know, and, and laziness sounds like a very pejorative word because it has been used that way. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess free time, idleness, relaxation, refreshing, your, you know, you're, you're like revitalizing your energy, which is you know, all part of it. Um, I, I see that as a way of being we're reclaiming that sense of humanity. We are not fucking robots. We are not machines. And, and to, 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 to be able to have spans of free time, to be able to have the ability to just stop what we're doing, to, to forget about the to-do list, to forget about the obligations for a few moments or a few days or however long you can. Cause I, you know, there's real life, there are kids, there's food, there are dogs, there are, you know, lawns that need to be cut. But if we can like drop all those things for a little bit and just be able to tune into ourselves and reclaim our sense of humanity instead of just going, 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 going. Uh, but for whatever reason, our, 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 our system, I feel like the way a huge way our, our um, a huge way capitalism has failed us is denying us that sense of humanity. 
Definitely. No, you're right. And actually, Felicia, as you were talking about refreshing, I remember, I think that, I don't know if that's how we decided to discuss this. Or maybe, no, I think you sent me the article and you were like, this would be a great topic. And I'm like, yes. And I think I may have been having probably a lazy, <laughs> relaxing day. But I remember when we did have a conversation around that, I remember sharing with you how I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about that? We, yeah, we talked we said, about that. Yes, yes. And we were saying we were going to talk about and how for me, I'm not a morning person and how I've been judged about it i've been called oh that i'm lazy or am i retired or whatever because just because i you know like having to you know the times that i've been working for myself having a more flexible schedule or something or in a transition like i am the type of person that waking up early is not my thing and i've told felicia too that at times like I actually, it's not that I'm not, because I could, if I go to bed earlier, it could be fine. But what I've come to realize with myself is I am not productive. Well, I guess I don't even know if I want to use that. Okay, let me not use, see, that is the thing. That is all (laughs) the ingrained stuff. I am work-wise, meaning, for example, most likely, unless I'm willing, like this is a client that I, really 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 love to work with or you know like obviously not that I you know I try although I've had my experiences working with people that I'm like I need to vet the people that I work with more you know what I mean but for the most part you will notice that I don't schedule anybody who has gotten to work with me for the most part unless it's like something that's out of the ordinary I will not schedule anything before 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the reason for this is because even when I am up in the mornings, I like my mornings to be my time. Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, right now it's too hot in Miami, but in the morning, on a, like, you know, I, that's one of the things I'm like, since we don't have summer, I can't even really enjoy the beach. I mean, we have the heat, but I'm like, we don't have a regular summer. But I'm like, you know what? Okay, maybe this summer can just go by really fast. And I'm like, I cannot wait until October when it starts feeling better in the mornings. So for me, I love to go for my walks in the mornings. I love to meditate outdoor. I, if I'm not doing that, then I want my mornings to be where I do my reflection, my meditation. Um, I pray, you know, and I take my time with making my breakfast. So I like for my mornings to be pretty slow and pretty just very much no rush. I don't like to rush through my mornings. No, if I, I never did either. My way, you know, mm-hmm. and we, yeah. So, and for me, our society, like, I don't know, Felicia, if we've ever talked about that since I'm bringing that up, since I'm talking about, I think it goes along the same way. I recall when I first started getting into the personal development coaching industry in terms of like having my own business, you know, I would often read things and they would say, you want to be up early in the morning. You want to be up at five. You know, that's when you hear the downloads and I'm like, oh, people who are successful wake up early. People who, and I'm like, oh, so I'm thinking to myself, so I don't think I'm ever going to be. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not either. Yeah, because for me, I just feel like, and again, that is the thing where our society glorifies. And actually, I can tell you, and if you go to bed early, you're criticized <laughs> because it's like you're not putting enough time in. And if you do wake up late, you're criticized. So it's kind of like, so, you know, for me, like when people talk to me about that, I'm like, you know what? I truly believe in following your own rhythm. That's my thing. And unfortunately, we live in a society where people like Felicia and I are criticized and, you know, insulted in a way sometimes or make feel bad because we're not, um, our, you know, our... I don't know if it's the, you know, our time. What, what I used the word before. I can't find the word right now. But basically how I know when I'm, the, when I'm productive. And that sometimes I can actually be up late 
doing something, doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the thing, because that's another thing, because I have my own rhythm. You know, I start off later. And sometimes I might get a boost later in the evening. And then that's when I start doing things. So it's, it's, but I'm not into, and that's one of the reasons I have to say too, talking about working, working, working. I, as much as like, I'm very much, um, you know, politically, I've never wanted to actually, I've volunteered for political campaigns, um, even in, uh, with other issues. Uh, but I, in a way, I kind of still clear from working for these type of um, organizations because I can't do these, these bad hours that they're working. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me. For me, I don't believe that so in order for us to get social justice, in order for us to have racial you know, equity, for us to have you know, all these things that we're fighting for, in order for us to get the right people in office, that I have to kill myself to do it. No, that's not me. <laughs> anyway. Well, that, that's, that brings up a, a good point um, about, well, I'm thinking about passion because usually someone who's involved in social justice or if they're doing any sort of volunteer work or involved in the campaign or any sort of, uh, you know, like, like a, a nonprofit or mm-hmm. that kind of work, that kind of thing, there's a, uh, there's a certain amount of passion behind it probably yes. a great deal of passion behind it. And the assumption is, mm-hmm. and maybe this is true for some, is that with all that passion, you want to yes. give all the time and you want to go above and beyond. And you do want, you know, you want to stay up all night and work through the morning and you, you're, you're just like totally into it. Mm-hmm. And corporations want that too, actually. They want you to have that same amount of passion. Um, they want you to be driven. They want you to have that, you know, that flexibility and be dynamic. Um, it serves them if you are. And as you're, as you're really into the work that you're doing, you know, moving things from one cell of a spreadsheet to another and feeling really passionate about it, they're chipping away at your benefits or increasing your health care benefits. Or, you know, you, you had the, um, I want to say before I started working at a healthcare system, a well-known healthcare system in my area, um, uh, my Milton worked there before I did. And he said they used to have on Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving or maybe it was Christmas, one of those holidays, they used to have a thing where managers would serve food to the employees, but that stopped before I got there. Corporations used to be much more generous about, you know, things like Christmas parties and um, giving away gift cards, gift certificates, um, you know, bringing in lunches um, and things like that. But over time and then benefits and raises and all that were also better um, but as time went on, all of those things shifted and they became more and more austere. And also two companies were really good about sending people off to trainings, to far off places. If you lived on the East coast, you went to the West coast for a training, but now they want you to train on your own time, on your own dime, on you know, some online school, or maybe they'll bring you some sandwiches into a conference room and you can watch it through you know, zoom or some <laughs> other kind of of uh, tool like that and and so but you spoke but all throughout all, all of this though you're 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 passionate about your work you maintain that sense of passion and you want to give your all and you don't mind putting putting in another hour or two every day you don't mind putting you know at, um doing more work you know enough work for five people because you're passionate you do, you're doing what you love and there is something to for all those lucky people who are truly doing what they're loved, there is something to that. But I, I think my caveat, and this is more personal, but in, and it's a recommendation for anyone who wants to take it, is you know, do what you love, but that doesn't mean kill yourself. <laughs> it's like, wow. still take care Definitely. of yourself. Definitely. <laughs> you still, you know, you still got to eat. You still, and not just whatever's in the snack mending machine, but something well, well, or do that. I don't know. I don't want to label. I don't want to get into good foods, bad foods and all that. Cause that's a whole other topic, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, take care of yourself, nourish yourself, get enough rest, take your breaks, you know, check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Are you in pain anywhere? 
Um, if you're the extroverted type who love people, make sure you got time in with your friends and your families. Um, it, it's, it's, that's part of having a well-rounded life and part of being human. It's not all about work. It's not all about doing things. It's also about being. That's my spiel for Definitely. Now. Well, you know what it is? What you said, oh my God, I loved it. When you said, do, you know, you, you know, you're passionate about something, you don't have to kill yourself. You said something along those lines because, and I was thinking, this is so true. And I was about to say, and I have to say, I'm guilty of it because I've done it during the Obama campaigns and other stuff where it's like, we have this thing that we say in the political campaign um, area, arena, where we say we leave it all in the field. Hmm. And I was thinking about how, and I've used it. I'm leaving it. I left it all in the field. Or it's time to leave it on. And I'm thinking to myself, that's basically saying that I'm going, I'm willing to sacrifice and kill myself almost, or like get myself sick or get myself to a point where for that. And I think that whether it is that, whether it is for my business, whether it is for um, this project, you know, that, you know, we're working on whether it is for this podcast. No, as even though these are things that I'm passionate about, and these are things that I want to see, you know, flourish, whatever. And there are goals around, but leaving like to me, I'm like, and, and I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure there might be some people listening or saying, and again, I understand that everybody has to think the way we think I get that. And I accept it that they might be thinking that, well, you know, uh, that's all fine, but that's how it is, you know? And one of my biggest things I have to say, I guess it is a sort of a dream of mine is that, or a vision that I would love to see activism that in the, that where self-care is promoted for activists, the self-care is promoted in political campaigns because this whole idea and, you know, and again, I know there's many other areas, you know, in workplace where we're not basically telling people because you're passionate, because exactly what Felicia was saying, because then you might be thinking, well, you know, you don't like this thing. So that's why you don't want to do it. You know, you don't want to put, you know, you don't want to leave it all in the field, you know, mm-hmm. you wanna, which really is about giving it your energy, giving it your all of yourself, giving it all of your energy. So that there's nothing left, really, because you say leave it all. But so really, and, and, and we're being told that, okay, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, you need, that's what you have to do to make a living, whatever. But even when you're doing what you love, we're being taught that that's what we have to do. Because it's like, that's how you get results. That's how, and then there's a bragging around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Oh yeah, I was up all night. Oh, I didn't sleep well. Or I've been up early. I only got three hours of sleep. And these are things that these are very much unhealthy patterns. But we keep promoting it, and we um, we just really we engage in it, and then we actually judge, criticize people who are not willing to do so. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gotten criticism although it was rather subtle in the entrepreneurial space about commitment like if i did facebook lives or instagram lives or you know blogged every day or sent newsletters three times a week anything less than that if i if i did all that then it showed my commitment showed my commitment and i can tongue tied for some reason anything less than that meant i wasn't commit committed but you know here's one word that i'm surprisingly that i am surprised that i have not said yet and that word is burnout and i think mm-hmm. in that that and effort that's to your, prove that's, your <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, your that's my wheelhouse here um and in the effort to prove that one is committed to something, whether it's their own shtick or a corporate one or a nonprofit one or something along you know, the advocacy lines, and in an effort to prove one's commitment, one burns out. 
but it, it, it's very easy to burn out because you're trying to prove, yeah, you're really into this. You're really passionate. You're committed. You, you want to see the, the changes that should have happened yesterday um, or the profits that should have been made yesterday or, you know, whatever. The clients that should have arrived yesterday. You want to see all this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. But you can really, if you're not careful, you're not taking the steps back and not engaging in the self-care, it can really burn out. If not, kill yourself. Um, I know I made that leap to killing yourself, but yes, this is is a thing called burnout that's kind of in the middle of that too. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and and burnout in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. That's also an opportunity to reassess and to sense into, you know, where have I lost myself and how can I gain that back? How can I get that back? How can I show my commitment in other ways that, doesn't burn me out and maybe commitment is not an outward thing it's it's something that you feel like you don't have to prove to anybody anywhere is that you are committed you just you know you're also committed to making a living you're also committing to being upright you know for as long as you can um you're you're committed to a number of you know you're committed to your well-being a number of things too not just this one cause or this one company or this one project or whatever the case might be. And I don't know if I'm talking in circles now, but I, I wanted to, to, to bring that up that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's something definitely to watch for. And, um, but it's very easy to, and like you said, Najeda, a number, a couple of times too, about the, it's like a badge of honor to have that busy, to be yes. busy to like, I worked all night. I got up really early this morning. I did all these things. It's a badge of honor for a lot of people. To, yeah. to like, I mean, it's, you know, it's deeply internal, internalized, this sense that you've, we've always got to be busy. We've always got to be productive. We've always got to be doing something. Um, we've got to be up at 5 a.m., which to me is just, I mean, that ruins my day. As we were talking about recently, <laughs> getting up early for me just like completely kills my day. It throws the whole thing off. I am like super tired. Um, I have, I have a certain set pattern and rhythm but in order to get through, say, you know, school and corporate jobs, I had to override that. And that's exhausting. <laughs> Years of doing that is exhausting. Yeah. What, um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm fortunate now to where, for the most part, I can do my, my normal rhythms of waking up a little later than most people and going to bed a little later than most people. But I know that's yeah. not the case for everybody, but... And, it, and it's not that way for me all the time, but it really does feel better for me. I feel more human being able to do that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, I, and this is the thing. This, I think that's the thing also is that unfortunately, we live in a society where we have to, well, we're being told you have to follow the, the herd. You have to follow the crowd. You have to do what, like there's like this line that you have to follow because basically... We're like, again, I keep saying it, we're not all in the same rhythm because for some of us, you know, it, you know, I remember one of my girlfriends would tell me, she would be like, Najeda, why, you know, if you're up late doing work, give yourself the break and just wake up later, you know, Mm -hmm. because, because the thing is that, you know, it's sort of like, or if I, I remember, you know, it's like when I was in my apartment in D.C., you know, and I would like in the middle of the day, I would like feel like, OK, I need to take a nap. I would feel a certain way because it's like, oh, you shouldn't be do- taking a nap right now or something. Because why? Because the that's what society has taught us. You know, we've been taught to, you know, you're supposed to this is when you wake up. <laughs> This is when you you eat. This is when you go to bed. Like my well, my mom is constantly at me. Why are you eating so late? Because I eat breakfast late, and sometimes I'm even up. I'm just not hungry early, and she's like, "Why are you eating so late?" And I'm like, and she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. I'm on a different rhythm. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like because I'm not following what." everybody and the thing is is that many of us we spend our whole lives not even questioning why we do the things we do mm-hmm. you know um because i'm sure that i wouldn't be surprised if there are people who may feel like you know what 
mornings. And again, I have to say for now, I have the luxury of not having to be up um, and be somewhere at eight in the morning or nine in the morning. So I'm grateful for that. I know that not everybody has that. Not everybody has experienced that. But I'm just saying that there are people who may not even have thought, why am I so tired at that time? Why is it that my energy kicks in at like noon or something? And well, mm -hmm. probably because that person, if they had the flexibility, that would probably be when they would start working regularly. You know what I mean? Or, or something or, or whatever it is. But it's just that, unfortunately... You know, we're, we're just not um, there. And, and w you said something, because I feel like now I'm kind of like rambling, <laughs> about the burnout. Uh -huh. I was thinking about it. I mean, I think maybe that can even be another show. But I was thinking how when you were saying how you keep, you know, even when you're doing things that you love, I was thinking you might, we, some, for some of us, we end up hating the things we love because of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it may even be that we don't hate it, It's because we've burned out. We're burned out. It's because we kept going and going and going. Like, I remember there was a time where I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I don't have a life. Like, I realized, and I don't know if you've heard of that, Felicia, how some people left a regular job, started a business, they hated their job, and then they realized at some point they were hating the business The reason why is because they were functioning the same way. Mm -hmm. They were functioning. They kept functioning the same way. And that's what I, I know what I, that means because I have to say I, in a way, got there. Mm, I did and I too. was like, wait a minute, because there was a time where, let me tell you, I was that person. Yes, I was. I wasn't waking up early, but still I was up late working. I was constantly doing stuff, writing new newsletter, writing blogs, working on my website, whatever. And I would be, because, you know, I didn't have the means to be able to just, you know, delegate, hire somebody to do, you know. Right. And, and I remember I got to a point where I felt like I didn't have a life. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel like freedom. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is just to say how, um, you know, we have to be mindful for people who are listening to us that this resonates. Be mindful. Yes, you can be passionate about something. You can love what you do and still, you know, have boundaries around, around it. Have boundaries in terms of how much of yourself, how much time are you giving to it? Yeah. Yeah. You can still decide, like, I mean, one of the things um, when I was more active with marketing, mm -hmm. my coaching business, one of the things that would happen is I get this idea, whether it was someone else presenting the idea or I read it somewhere or somehow I get this good idea. I'll create a course. I'll do an interview series. I'll, um, I don't know, set up a series of uh, tweets that include my blog posts, you know, two or three times a week or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and while, yeah, it was a good idea, was that really a good idea for me or my business or the stage of business I was in? And I think too often, because yeah, I, I pick a lot, I pick on the corporate world a lot because that's where I spent most of my working life. Um, but the entrepreneurial space, whether it's coaching, whether it's uh, Etsy, I guess, I, I'm not sure how the folks on Etsy handle their stuff. But I mean, it, the entrepreneurial space, there's a ton of pressure there, too, to constantly output and to constantly do stuff, to constantly market. And um, I mean, obviously, marketing and getting business and all that, that's all, you know, very much linked. But yeah, there's this, this constant, the noise around um, being visible and being, and constantly doing stuff, doing stuff and having multiple projects going on. And, and there's one thing I'm recognizing is that there hasn't been, there's very few people, if any, 
Um, actually, I know that there are very few people who are talking about, well, what stage of business are you in? Or who are also asking, well, is this right for you as a person, given your personality or the things you like to do or don't like to do? Or, I mean, to really ask those deeper questions of, is this the thing, this good idea? Is this the thing you need to be doing? Do you need to have a Facebook group? Do you need to have a podcast? Do you need to have um, all these other things that other people who are doing that might be working for them and seem right for them? But Mm -hmm. do you need to have all these things? I refuse to have a Facebook group. I think several times people have recommended that. I'm like, no, one, I don't like Facebook. Two, I don't (laughs) want to manage a group on Facebook Um, or at this point anywhere at this point. But yeah, I just, I, I think there's, there's this rush to constantly and in any space, whether it is at, you know, with the, with the job or with your own, um, your own job, um, this rush to do anything and everything, you look busy. Yeah. And again, that badge of honor and like, yeah, I'm so busy. I'm doing all this stuff and I got stuff going on. And, and you know, it, it makes for great conversation at cocktail parties when we have those again. And, um, but I think there's value in really asking, is this particular thing right for me? Um, and the caveat I want to I want to put there in terms of like jobs, um, I get that for many people, it's not really prudent to ask, is this really right for me? Because you've got to eat, you got to pay your rent, you got to mm-hmm. you know do, you got to feed your kids or whatever. Um, or it, it, it may, you may not have as much room to ask those questions, but I still think you can at least give yourself some, some it's best that, that I can say, and I could be completely wrong and we might get all kinds of angry messages about this. I don't know, but I would, st- I would like to think that even in the circumstance where you have to have a job that you still have some room to say, do, do, do I want this job or this one you know, that you've got some, some way to have a choice and maybe I'm going way off topic of <laughs> I just wanted to put, I wanted to say no, something. I, no, I totally get that. I, I totally get what you mean by that because it's it's true. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, this this thing is really, and I guess it's a, it's a, in a way it's a reprogramming. Look at how I was using the word, I wasn't being productive. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a reprogramming. It's really, and I guess that's what we want to do also is through our conversation, as we're having these conversations and people are listening, we want them to start thinking and start reflecting for themselves and really thinking about, you know, what, you know, for, for them, where in their lives, maybe where they're actually noticing that they're actually following um, I don't know, a model that doesn't even fit them, that doesn't work for them and figure out a way, you know, it, and, it, and, and I think it's a matter, and if, I mean, and even, I mean, although we're talking about laziness, but I was even thinking about even as, for example, as parents, and I know mothers, like we have this whole way, I was reading something, I mean, maybe that could even be, although we're, none of us are mothers, but just to say how, you know, people will tell you what's being a good parent, especially because obviously women, many times we get most of the judgment, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's like, oh, this makes you a good mom. And then if you don't feel like this, if you don't do this, then you're not a good mom. You're not a good mother, you know, so it's sort of like, and actually, Felicia, I wanted, um, I don't know if maybe, I mean, we're almost an hour, but I just wanted to say that because I'm wondering of your thoughts because I didn't know when I was reading the article, it stood out for me. I didn't know that Amazon has something, I guess somewhere on the work there where the workers are working that lets them know when they're not working, they're not like they're slacking off mm-hmm. or that. They're spend, they've been in the bathroom for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, is that slave? That's slave. Um, I would call I it that. That's, it. that's not why I'm working at Amazon. But um, 
And I, I want to say, and I'd have to do some digging on this, and I don't think I could do it right now. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a woman we, who we, wrote we a could, book. We could probably will do a whole thing on, I mean, when I say a whole thing, not specifically on them. But right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a a woman who did a, a book about her experience working at a call center, working at McDonald's, I think it was, one of the fast foods, and Amazon. And particularly with Amazon, yeah, they've got trackers that they're tracking trackers. your every single move. They And it's like a way to optimize, like... Um, when they're picking packages and yeah, the um, drivers too. <laughs> yeah. And they try to set it up too, to where you like, you don't really interact with the other workers. Um, like, so, so yeah, you're, you're, you've got to, you got to pick this package. You got to go this aisle and get this one and this one and this one. And they try to set it up so that, you know, people are not, you know, right, crashing into each other or slowing each other down or perhaps collaborating on forming a union or anything like that. But yeah, these trackers are very much about efficiency, expediency. Um, yeah, you get penalized if you, you go, your, your lunch break is too long. If you arrived at work late, yeah, you, you're putting in, many, many steps, your Fitbit or whatever device your pedometer you're using would love you to death, but you might be in extreme pain. They do have, I think, vending machines full of aspirin or you know, ibuprofen. Um, but yeah, there's a, um, I'm trying to remember all the details, but I know we, we are almost done, but, um, if I can remember that, I will, um, mention the author of the book and the name of the book. And she goes into detail about her experience at Amazon, as well as a couple of other places that also <laughs> seem to forget that they have humans working for them that need to go to the bathroom every once in a while and need to eat and don't have perfect days where they can always show up on time. So. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. No, definitely. I mean, I was like, Oh my God, you know, and yeah, and I meant to share that at some point during the episode. And when we were, as we were, and I was like, oh, we're already like almost an hour. But I was like, I have to mention that and get your thoughts on that because I just couldn't. And again, it's, it, it's because you're being, to them, you're being lazy. Yeah, you're, well, you're slowing things down. And yeah, that's, it's equivalent to no, it's, not in being some productive. people's minds. That's, no, there's no black productive. and white here. You're being lazy. <laughs> and so, yeah. 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 You're not being productive. That's what it is. So, wow. Anyway, but wow. So much we could talk about. It's definitely. Big topic. Yes. Yes. And actually, I was thinking that I think that that article, I think we're going to need to talk about more things about it because there's there was some pretty, pretty good stuff. I mean, even though like today's show, we really talked about, I mean, it was about laziness, but I think there's just, there was so much, they covered so much in that really that topic that it like really we could talk about so many other things like the being you know it's true like I never really paid attention to that but it's true about this whole thing about even Bernie Sanders saying nobody working full-time should be in poverty so that means that if you're not working full-time because you're lazy you know in a way yeah you know but when there's so many reasons why people don't work full could people may not be working full-time um and sometimes it's complete it's many times it's out of their control and so does that mean that because we don't work full-time then you need to be in poverty so that's we could definitely we'll be talking about um so much more that's in that article and yeah like felicia said that's a good, yeah, we're going to be sharing the link to that article with people in the show notes, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even the article's got links to other things. And yes, so, yes, I did a... notice that. I did notice that. I was like, oh, my God. And it was a pretty long one. So I'm like, oh, I'm, if I go and click there, I'm not going <laughs> to. You spend a whole day just uh, analyzing yeah. all the different facets of this. So, yeah, so that's, um, um, I guess I just want to end a um, little bit here um, mm -hmm. that if you choose not to apply for every job opening or work an extra hour or two every day or do Facebook lives or IG lives or spend, you know, every spare minute on social media, or you don't wake up at the crack of dawn or even exercise every day, or mm -hmm. you don't participate and make it happen Mondays. It doesn't mean that you're lazy 
And you don't have to prove that you're not lazy. And laziness in and of itself, maybe we can somehow reclaim that word. I don't know. Might take a while. But um, but yeah, that's it just means you're human. You know, you just need <laughs> you need time and space to just be. That's how I see it anyway. Yes, yes. And and I wanna just say just this one thing, because I think Felicia said it said a whole said so much that it was so good. I wanna say if you're not an early riser. That doesn't mean you're lazy. That doesn't mean you're gonna you're a loser. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve your goals. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be, I guess, I don't know if I want to call it successful because I, I don't feel like that term is like, I mean, we all have our own definition. When I say our own, like basically, I guess we have different definitions of success, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to accomplish your goals and you're not going to, you know, make a difference. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be purposeful or your life is still can still have meaning even if you're not an early riser. Absolutely. Yeah, That's success, what I want to leave people with, yes. Success and meaning and all that could be a topic or three as well. But yeah, Definitely. for sure, we, we can still have meaning and purpose, big P, small P, purpose in life no matter what time of day we wake up. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, bye. So leave us a review. Um, let us know what you think. Um, we love to hear from you. And thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll keep coming back to for more. Yes, please come back. We, we like talking to each other, but we also like having an audience. Definitely. Okay, great. Bye. Bye.